0: The Internet's home for Motown, soul, and great rock and roll.
1: SkyPilotRadio.com This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Using free speech to free minds. It's the David Knight
2: Show. Welcome on this Thursday, July 24th, 2019. I'm David Knight, your host. We're going to do a postmortem on the Mueller hearing. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's close to death, it looks like. I think we need to take up a collection and get that guy some brain force. Uh, we're going to take a look at the facts that came out. We're going to look at the reactions to what came out. And uh, look, I sympathize with him. It's tough doing uh, things live, especially when you haven't read your material. <laughs> I don't think you'd ever read the Mueller Report. What, what is this? Uh, it doesn't even appear to be able to read when he was there at the uh, committee hearing. But we're going we're gonna to go over some of the facts and we're going to get people's reactions. It doesn't look too good for the Democrats at this point. Uh, as I uh, put as the title of the uh, show, President Trump has got to be jumping up and down like Brer Rabbit in the Briar Patch. Don't throw me in that briar patch. Well, they threw him in there, (laughs) and it's uh, not going to work out too good uh, for those foxes in the Democrat Party. And, of course, this whole thing has been a red herring uh, to get us off of the track of these foxes, to get us off the track of corrupt Hillary and so forth. Uh, Didn't the Russians uh, get this information? Don't pay any attention to this information. That's where this has been all the time. And so here we are three years in. And maybe, maybe it is finally dead. I'm not sure, though. I'm not sure if it's really dead yet or not. Uh, One thing that is not dead is Jeffrey Epstein. He's nearly unconscious, as many people are reporting, a possible suicide. And we want to wish him better luck next time. (laughs) Can we give him some uh, pointers on how to do it properly next time? Maybe he was just engaged in that kind of kinky thing that uh, some of these people like him do to try to choke themselves out. Uh, getting some kind of sexual pleasure out of that. They found him semi-conscious with marks on his neck. Uh, Two sources uh, from NBC in New York say, two sources say that Epstein may have tried to hang himself. A third source cautioned that the injuries were not serious. And he might have been doing that to himself as a way to get a transfer. And then a fourth source came out, reports Zero Hedge, and said, well, we haven't ruled out an assault. So there's two votes... (laughs) Two votes for a attempted suicide. One vote for, let me try to harm myself a little bit so I can get out of jail. And then the uh, fourth vote is for possibly an assault. Evidently, he is sharing a cell. Uh, where well, This guy's got access to him somehow. A former Orange County police officer, Nicholas Tart- Tartaglioni, He's with the Tartaglioni family, I guess. <laughs> In connection with the incident. Uh, He was arrested, this police officer, former police officer, was arrested in 2016 on suspicion of killing four men in an alleged cocaine distribution conspiracy before burying their bodies in his Otisville yard, according to court records. Uh, Now his attorney says, oh no, they get along just fine. Uh, (laughs) I didn't see anything. I saw nothing. I didn't touch him. His attorney denied all claims that his client attacked the financier, saying he and Epstein get along. And they saw each other recently. So I'm not sure what, I mean, it looks like when you look at this uh, picture of the jail cell, uh, it looks like uh, he is in a cell by himself. And so I, I don't know what the interaction is between this, uh, this former cop who, and I don't know if the cop was involved in uh, drug deals or whether he was some kind of a dirty Harry taking these guys out. Probably he was involved in a drug deal. Uh, but I don't understand what, uh, how he has access uh, to Epstein. Uh, but uh, of course, this is also, there is a fifth possibility. <laughs> and that is some of these very, very powerful people who have been using him to get dirt on other people uh, may be about ready to suicide him themselves. Uh, so we'll have to stay tuned and see what happens with that. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the aftermath of the Mueller, what should we call it? A Hearing, performance, uh, <laughs> medical examination? I don't know. <laughs> competency hearing? Maybe that's it. The Mueller competency hearing. We'll have more about that when we come back. Stay with us.
1: This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.
2: Welcome on this Thursday, July 25th, Year of Our Lord 2019. I'm David Knight, your host. We're going to take a look at the uh, aftermath of the Mueller, I think I've decided I'm going to call it the Mueller Competency Hearing. (laughs) Everybody is talking, some of his friends are worried about him. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, you know, look, I sympathize. It's difficult to speak live for hours on end and to field questions and so forth. Uh, I do this for a living. And so I know. One of the tips I would give Bob Mueller, if you're going to do this for a living, is, first of all, do a little bit of your homework. I don't come in here to try to do the news without reading any of the articles, <laughs> which is what he did on his the report that bore his name. He goes in there after years of this, millions of do- tens of millions of dollars, I guess. I don't know how much they blew on this thing. And obviously, he'd never read it. He's totally unfamiliar with it. And uh, so, yeah, at least read the material. number two, I would suggest to him that he gets some brain force. Uh, That helps you with focus, with clarity, with recall. I couldn't do this show without it. And obviously, Bob Mueller needs it very, very badly. But at least do the homework. At least do the homework. Don't have the arrogance to think that you're going to just walk in. And based on your stellar reputation and the way you've been worshipped by everybody on the left, as I saw this yesterday, I said the big mistake the Democrats made was to put Bob Mueller there in the seat. They should have gotten Robert De Niro <laughs> to do their idea of who this guy really is. And so we're going to take a look at, uh, first of all, at uh, <laughs> how he actually performed. And and I was saying that yesterday. I the, uh, the hearings began about a half hour before this show began. And so we joined some of the questioning live. And he was having a very, very difficult time. Uh, they were asking him, uh, well, you know, what about conspiracy? Is conspiracy different from collusion? Oh, yes, they are. Well, you said here that uh, they're not different. They're the same. It's like, oh, well, I'm confused about collusion. I've got the collusion confusion. <laughs> and on and on and on, it was, it was really, as many of the Democrats uh, said, it was painful to watch. I found it somewhat amusing. <laughs> And, uh, so, you know, when you, we look at this type of thing, I, I said, uh, yesterday morning, I said, boy, this is really going to be rough because he's got five hours of this and he was doing really poorly right off the bat. And again, he hadn't taken his brain, brain force. <laughs> uh, I want to get the, uh, get the tweet of the, uh, aged, uh, uh, aged Mueller, uh, that I put up. This has gone viral. Uh, somebody, <laughs> Has taken Bob Mueller and uh, run him through the age filter program. you guys know, pull that up and just roll that as B-roll? And I said, uh, this is what it's going to look like as the Democrats do Russiagate 2030. Uh, they are never going to give up. Uh, that's exactly what – they're going to keep bringing him in. <laughs> they're going to uh, keep him on preservatives and roll him in all the way up to 2030, I'm sure. They can never get enough of this, but maybe they have. Uh, Robert Mueller even forgot which president appointed him as U.S. attorney. He was asked by Stanton. In uh, just perfunctory questioning, he said, uh, so um, uh, which president appointed you to become U.S. attorney for Massachusetts? And Mueller replied, which senator? <laughs> he said, no, which president? Senators don't appoint him. Uh, oh, oh, which president? Uh, and he paused for a while and he goes, I think that was President Bush. He says, well, according to my notes, it was President Ronald Reagan who had the honor to do so. And he goes, oh, yes, yes, my mistake. (laughs) Chris Wallace pointed out that Mueller seemed to be very uncertain, uh, (laughs) didn't seem to know what was in his report, which is what everybody was saying. Uh, David Axelrod, uh, who worked for Obama, said Mueller did not seem as sharp as he used to be. Uh, Many people uh, described him as uh, frail, uh, in his grasp of the report, shaky, having a hard time following the questions. Yeah, he couldn't follow the plot. I mean, here's a guy trying to sell a conspiracy theory for the Democrats, and he's been working on this conspiracy theory for three years. And he lost the plot. He'd never even read the script. (laughs) Uh, Mueller forgot uh, which president appointed him, and there's many other things. At one point, Mueller said he was not familiar with Fusion GPS. Do you believe that? Uh, Of course, that is Hillary Clinton's contractor, uh, the people who invented the dirty dossier. And then they turn it over to the conspired with the intelligence agencies with the FBI, the Department of Justice. They work with foreign intelligence agency in the U.K. They leak it to the press. The press comes out with this, and then they use that to get a FISA warrant. I mean, uh, that is the central thing in all this. Oh, he doesn't know anything about that. He nothing not know anything about it. Uh, can you believe that? And uh, so Seth Abrams said, uh, uh, well, uh, I'll say that Mueller seems a little, a little shaky, to put it mild. And as I said, David Axelrod, the Obama campaign and White House strategist, uh, said uh, this is very, very painful. Uh, journalist Michael Isakoff said Mueller is as- answering few questions. He's citing the report. He is asking for questions to be repeated. He seems confused at times, and he is uncertain about key parts of his own report. Of course he is. Matt Drudge, I think, had the best summary of all this. Matt Drudge said, dazed and confused in his headlines, and then he tweeted out, drug test everyone in Washington. Everyone. <laughs> that was his tweet. Drug test everyone in Washington. Everyone, said Matt Drudge. He always gets right to the heart of it. And and look, it, it, here's one of the reasons that Matt Drudge would say that. I recall, uh, I don't know if it's a year or two years ago, uh, Matt Drudge had a very – I found the story to be very, very interesting, and I was very impressed that uh, uh, unlike Mueller and the Mueller report, Matt Drudge actually read this article about the White House phar- uh, The uh, – I'm sorry, the Capitol Hill Pharmacy, the House of Representatives Pharmacy. And this is a pharmacy that went back into the 1800s. They had a very, very long tradition of supplying, uh, supplying pharmaceutical drugs to the House of Representatives. And so it was a local special interest story. It was very long, 20-some-odd pages, if you printed it out, probably. And uh, I read it and read it and read it to see where the headline that Drudge had there, because the headline that he pulled out, and it was buried deep into the article, was the quote from the pharmacist. He said, uh, you know, we, they send us these prescriptions and we fill them. And I can't say which drugs I'm taking to which congressman or women, he says, but I look at some of these drugs that we have to take over there, and I'm absolutely amazed how these people can do their work. How do these people even function? How do they even find the capital? <laughs> we're looking at you, Nancy Pelosi. I, you know, it, it's a. Uh, I don't know when Matt Drudge put that up, and I'm sure that's what he's thinking. Drug test all of these guys. Let's find out what kind of drug uh, drugs they're on in order to be able to do basic functioning there at the House of Representatives. Uh, this is a guy that everybody in Washington, of course, was worshiping. He had a, quote, stellar reputation. That's what everybody kept saying about Matt Dr- uh, or not Matt Drudge, about uh, Bob Mueller. Uh, and now that has disappeared, as Zero Hedge says. Uh, that has melted away to reveal a befuddled old man who was not even familiar with his own report. Uh, Molly Hemingway says... Robert Mueller literally just said he wasn't familiar with Fusion GPS. My Lord, my Lord. (laughs) People are melting down. Michael Moore, a frail old man unable to remember things, stumbling, refusing to answer basic questions. I said it in 2017, and Mueller confirmed it today. All you pundits and moderates and lame Democrats who told the public to put their faith in the esteemed Robert Mueller, just shut up from now on. (laughs) Meet the press. Uh, Chuck Chuck Todd on optics. This was a disaster. Uh, You have ABC senior national correspondent Terry Moran uh, saying impeachment is over. Oliver Darcy, that guy who is obsessed with Infowars, trying to shut us down everywhere. Seems pretty clear at this point. Mueller's not the best spokesperson for his own report. (laughs) And then, of course, there's Bill Kristol, the never-Trumper who never gives up. Well, both could be true. Maybe Bob Mueller isn't a dazzling, uh, dynamic personality, or even a compelling witness. Uh, but the report could still be true. <laughs> He's never going to. Bill Kristol is never, never going to give up. Uh, we'll be right back, and we'll take a look at the facts—just uh, the facts. Coming up next.
1: InfoWars. The most banned network in the world.
3: Viewers and listeners, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And we're under unprecedented evil attacks, as you've seen. But I wanted to take just a minute out here from the bottom of my heart to tell you how much it means to me that when you saw all those lies against us last week, the worst things you can say about people, that you knew they were liars. You went and looked it up and found out the truth. And so I feel very strong and I feel God's hand on my shoulder and I feel your love in my heart. I want you to know that love is right back at you. And I want to thank you for all you've done with your word of mouth and your prayers and your financial support because I'm committed to fight to the end, but I want to win. And without you, I'm going to be destroyed, and it's not going to be fun. But that's not what's important. The enemy could win. We're a key chess piece in this fight. We're being used by God. You're being used by God. This is Providence. So I salute you, and I thank you for all you've done from the bottom of my heart.
1: Infowars, the most banned network in the world.
4: Our powerful line of fluoride-free products is the perfect gift for yourself or others who are exploring a healthier, happier lifestyle. With options ranging from toothpaste to oral spray, it's easy to find the perfect option for you. Super Blue Toothpaste is the fan-favorite fluoride-free toothpaste that every Info Warrior loves. Powered by iodine and nano silver, it's designed to deliver a powerful clean while supporting good oral health and fresh breath. Available in two refreshing flavors, enjoy a minty fresh flavor made with peppermint oil or try our bubblegum flavor super blue immune gargle is the only option for on the go immune system support like no other with the scientifically proven patented ingredient silver Soul, in three different sizes you can take it wherever you go support good oral health with our one-of-a-kind super blue products don't miss out on revolutionizing your morning routine head to infowarsstore.com and get our line of super blue products today
0: The Internet's home for Motown, Soul, and great rock and roll.
1: Skypilotradio.com. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The David Knight Show.
2: Yeah, the deception took a big hit yesterday. As uh, law and crime reports, uh, people who have long admired... Actually, this is a quote from a Washington Post reporter, Carol Linig, I guess is the way to pronounce her name. People who have long admired and known Robert Mueller are concerned about his visible struggle this morning to answer detailed rapid-fire questions. They're actually concerned about his health. Well, those of us who know his career and his history were concerned when he was appointed. As a matter of fact, uh, Harvey Silverglate, a lawyer and uh, the guy who wrote uh, Three Felonies a Day, talking about how complicated and numerous the laws in this country are, that uh, most Americans commit at least three felonies a day, and you can be entrapped for anything by somebody like Bob Mueller, of course. You know, we look at what uh, happened there, contradicting himself. I'm going to play you a clip of that uh, We played this uh, yesterday during the live testimony, uh, the confusion that Bob Mueller had where he contradicted his own written report, and then he contradicted his testimony and said, "Well, well, I'll go back to that report. Now, when somebody like General Flynn does that, and again, General Flynn didn't know that this was a formal deposition. Bob Mueller did, and he didn't. Uh, even make himself familiar with what other people had written, put his name on it, and turned in his homework. But uh, if you are an individual who is talking to the FBI or the government and you make a mistake like that, uh, that's what they came after Flynn for. You know, they just ask him some, oh, let's just get together, you know, just kind of informally. And there is no informal discussion with somebody the FBI or the CPS or any of these other bureaucracies Uh, just don't talk to these people if you know who they are uh, don't talk to them at all and uh, because you know the same type of thing that bob Mueller had done did yesterday and of course they excuse oh well he was just confused he he was unfamiliar with the report that bears his name but uh, we won't hold that against him we won't say that he was lying in the report we won't say that he was lying on testimony either way they contradict each other no problem no crime but, of course, we'll destroy General Flynn's life. They will harass and hound him for years uh, until he goes bankrupt. Or Roger Stone. Uh, and, again, he came up, Roger Stone came up in the testimony as well. We're going to get to that in a moment. But uh, people who had had dealings with Bob Mueller were very concerned about it. Again, Harvey Silverglade, the attorney who wrote Three Felonies a Day, said, Mueller is a torquemada he said that right as he was appointed. I remember covering that. He said he's had multiple dealings with him. He got into the uh, the case of the uh, who was the who was the uh, physician who was uh, accused of murder. They based the fugitive on it. Uh, I can't remember. I'm doing a Bob Mueller right here. <laughs> anyway, it had gone on for quite some time. And he came in during the appeal process. And the point – no, I don't think it was Sam Shepard. No, no. Uh, It was a guy who was in uh, – oh, okay. Based on this – okay. Well, then it was somebody else then. I'm thinking of a guy. His name was – it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) We're getting into the weeds here. Uh, The bottom line was uh, this guy – Jeffrey McDonald. That was the one. Sorry. Just came to me. Just came to me. Uh, Jeffrey McDonald. he had been accused of uh, murdering his wife. He was a physician uh, in uh, North Carolina, Fort Bragg, I believe, in the Army, the military. And uh, he said, yeah, this guy broke in and killed my wife, and I fought with him, and he got away. And so maybe the fugitive was based on uh, this other doctor, but uh, uh, some of us thought that it was based on Jeffrey McDonald. So Harvey Silverglake comes in uh, during uh, some of the retrials because they had uh, uh, made some mistakes. And there had been some uh, issues. And he said, they got into the meeting and Bob Mueller came in and said, I want to make one thing clear. Any criticism of the government or the FBI or our tactics or the Department of Justice is off the table. You, even though there had been gross misconduct by these people, even though that was the subject of why the, this was going on to appeal, uh, you're not going to be allowed to talk about that. So he was a company man. He was an insider. And he was also somebody who had tried to entrap Harvey Silverglade in an earlier uh, issue. He had sent a guy in who was wired, and this guy tried to get Harvey Silverglade to do something illegal, uh, to try to entrap Harvey Silverglade. He threw the guy out, and he saw as the guy was walking out, he could see the, uh, the, you know, the microphone thing in the, in the back of his coat. And he confronted Bob Mueller about that. So a lot of people knew what Bob Mueller was about. And uh, Ann Coulter, Coulter points out uh, that, yes, he does have a reputation. It's not simply honorable, lifelong Republican, as we keep hearing over and over again. And she said, now, after the testimony, we can add, <laughs> he and confused. Uh, No, as far as a lifelong Republican, she points out, of the 17 lawyers in Mueller's office, 14 are registered Democrats, not a single one is registered Republican. In total, they have donated more than $60,000 to Democratic candidates. As for him being honorable, uh, she talks about the cases of Stephen Hatfield and Senator Ted Stevens. I would also throw in, uh, before we get away from this, uh, I would also throw in what happened with Whitey Bulger. Uh, the uh, Boston mobster. Uh, Bob Mueller was brought in as a prosecuting attorney there. Uh, Whitey Bulger, a gangster, was being run as an informant by the FBI. At least one corrupt FBI agent went to prison. Uh, But they started helping him to, uh, they gave him information on rival gangsters so that he could take them out. And this was all being done right under the nose of, Bob Mueller. <laughs> uh, as for Mueller being honorable, writes Ann Coulter, Stephen Hatfield and late Senator Ted Stevens might beg to differ. After the 2001 anthrax attacks, the FBI, under then-FBI Director Mueller's close supervision, and remember, they wanted him very badly to run the FBI right after September 11th. He, he was their chosen guy. Uh, as they were running up, preparing for 9-11, They were preparing for Bob Mueller, and he took office just a day or so after 9-11. Anyway, uh, the FBI, under Director Mueller's close supervision, spent seven years pursuing Stephen Hatfield, a U.S. Army biodefense researcher. Year after year, the person who had really done it went along undisturbed with his life until he committed suicide. And then at last, the FBI zeroed in on him, the FBI under Bob Mueller. Mueller was deeply involved, writes Ann Coulter, in the anthrax investigation, recruiting the lead investigator on the case, working in lockstep with him, as he put it, according to a book in the case, The Mirage Man, by David Willman. During his multi-year investigation of the wrong man, Mueller assured Attorney General John Ashcroft, as well as two U.S. senators, that Hatfield was the anthrax mailer. Presently, Deputy Defense Secretary Paul Wolfowitz asked then-Deputy Attorney General James Comey, if he was sure that Hatfield wasn't another Richard Jewell, another innocent man, who a few years earlier had been publicly identified by the FBI as the main Olympic bombing suspect. Cummy replied, oh, I'm absolutely certain it's Hatfield. It ended in 2008 with the Bureau paying Hatfield millions of dollars. The same type of thing that happened with the people who were framed by Bob Mueller around Whitey Bulger. They were paid millions of dollars later as well. We'll be right back.
1: Serving. you're listening to the david knight show in a world of deceit telling the truth is a revolutionary act And now, your host, David Knight.
2: All right, so we're going to take a look at the facts, you know, and as we look at this, maybe Bob Mueller uh, is, uh, maybe he is kind of, maybe, I don't know, is he corrupt or is he just uh, a dunce that they can put in? Kind of a Peter Sellers being their character, you know, hey, he looks good on TV, we can dress him up in a suit and put him in there, because you look at all the stuff that happened right under his nose. I was just talking about with the anthrax case. You look at what was going on right underneath his nose with Whitey Bulger and on and on and on. Uh, Is this guy a total idiot uh, like he looked like yesterday? Uh, Or is he hopelessly corrupt? Well, he deflected questions 198 times, according to NBC News. They kept count. NBC kept count of how many times Uh, he wouldn't answer. And, of course, part of that was that he was cautioned by the Department of Justice. He had asked them for guidance. You know, what do I do? You know, this is a guy who uh, he's not going to put himself in jeopardy for Nancy Pelosi's political agenda. And, and to be fair, it's not really Pelosi doesn't. Uh, she would like to have impeachment, but she's, she kind of knows uh, what's going to happen with that. And so she's trying to fight off the radicals in her party who desperately want it, even now. Uh, Many in Hollywood are cheering it on. Go for it. Go for it. It's like, yeah, keep going down that path. See how that works out. She remembers what happened with Bill Clinton uh, when the Republicans went for impeachment. And uh, there's nothing at all here. And she knows exactly what's going to happen to her party if she goes down that route. But there's many who who want to do that, uh, who are trying to use this for this. And I think their hopes just collapsed. Over and on, over over and over again, he said, uh, I will leave the answer to our report. Uh, that is beyond my purview. That was one of his favorite quotes. That's beyond my purview. <laughs> uh, I know nothing. I know nothing. He pleaded uh, Schultz on here. Uh, Doug Collins, as I was doing this yesterday, uh, let, let's take a look at uh, video clip number four. He's trying to get him to distinguish between uh, conspiracy conspiracy and collusion because that was the, uh, the the great hope of the Democrats was that they could say, okay, okay, uh, so there's um, uh, there's no conspiracy here or collusion, or is there? And is there obstruction? Those are the two things. Now, even though he didn't find that there was any collusion, uh, they're still trying to insinuate a conspiracy, and then they're trying to insinuate that there was some kind of obstruction. Uh, so let's uh, pick up uh, where we were playing the broadcast yesterday, Uh, video clip number four.
5: Although your report states collusion is not so specific offense, and you said that this this morning, or a term of art in federal criminal law, conspiracy is. In the colloquial context, are collusion and conspiracy essentially synonymous terms? You're going to have to repeat that for me. Collusion (laughs) is not a specific offense or a term of art in the federal criminal law. Conspiracy is. Yes. In the colloquial context, known public context, collusion collusion and conspiracy are essentially synonymous terms, correct? No. If no, on page 180 of volume one of your report, you wrote, as defined in legal dictionaries, collusion is largely synonymous with conspiracy as that crime is set forth in the General Federal Conspiracy Statute 18 U.S.C. 371. You said at your May 29th press conference and here today, you choose your words carefully. Are you sitting here today testifying something different than what your report states?
2: Uh, well, we I'm know why he is if you can give me the citation, to to I help can him. look at the citation <laughs>
5: and... Evaluate whether it is okay. Let me just be clarified. You stated that you would stay within the report. I just stated your report back to you, and you said that collusion, collusion and conspiracy were not synonymous terms. That was your answer. Was no. That's correct. In that page one eighty of volume one of your report, it says. As defined in legal dictionaries, collusion is largely synonymous with conspiracy as that crime is set forth in general conspiracy statute 18 USC 371. Now you said you chose your words carefully. Are you contradicting your report right now? Not when I read it. So you change your answer to yes then.
2: <laughs> no, well, yeah, I'm going to contradict uh, my previous time. You look at the language I'm confused.
5: I'm reading your report, sir. It's a yes <laughs> or no page, answer. Page 180. Page 180, volume one. Okay. This was from your report.
2: It comes after page okay, 179.
5: I, uh, I, 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 I leave it with the uh, report. <laughs> so the report says, yes, they are synonymous. Yes. Hopefully for finally, out of okay, your own report, right we can there. put to bed the collusion and conspiracy. One last question as we're going through. Let's hold it right there. Did you ever...
2: Okay, so yeah. Uh, oh, oh, you mean that page 180. <laughs> In the report, he says the legal definition equates the two, right? So, obviously, Bob Mueller doesn't know his report that somebody ghost wrote for him. And he also doesn't know the law that was quoted in the report. And that's not all that he doesn't know. He was very confused about collusion and about conspiracy. He didn't know if the two were equivalent. And, you know, quite frankly, I think he should get the full General Flynn treatment. I think now... He should be charged by the Department of Justice. Good luck with that because he and Bill Barr are longtime friends. Their wives go to Bible study together and so forth. Uh, So that's not going to happen. Nothing will happen to him, just like nothing happened to James Clapper when he lied to everyone in America about how they were illegally and unconstitutionally spying on each and every one of us. And, of course, we don't matter, right? We're just, you know, the hoi poi of America. Uh, so who cares if the FBI is pulling a Trump on us? But see, when you don't protect the individual Americans, then it's the people in power, the people in the highest offices. It's the congressmen and the senators and the presidents who don't do anything to rein in this out-of-control Department of Justice This out-of-control FBI, this out-of-control NSA and CIA, they don't do anything to put these people under the law, under the Constitution. They never punish them. They can lie to everybody. They can lie under oath, as James Clapper did. And no matter how befuddled or confused or contradictory Bob Mueller is, I mean, he's got a report with his name on it, and he is contradicting that under oath to Congress. What do you think would happen? I know exactly. We saw what happened to General Flynn. We see what's happening to Roger Stone, all these people. And Roger Stone didn't even contradict himself. They're saying, oh, well, you know, you contacted Julian Assange to get an interview with him as a reporter. Uh, we're going to send you to jail because you're affiliated with Trump, too. We don't like Trump either. We want to try to embarrass and, and besmirch Trump. You know, that was a thing yesterday. you know. I said, look at this. You've got a Democrat congressman saying, you people are mispronouncing Mueller's name. You're calling him Mueller just because you want to besmirch him. (laughs) That's the whole point of this, all of this, is to besmirch Trump. Anyway, uh, so then we get to Fusion. Fusion GPS, the people who were hired to dig up dirt. And when they couldn't dig up any dirt on President Trump, they invented it. They invented it. And of course, uh, Christopher Steele and the dirty dossier, the filthy fiction about all the peace stuff and everything. Uh, you know, this former British spy. So they're they're they are colluding with foreign intelligence. You know, running it through, leaking it to the press, taking the press report, using that to get a FISA, all of that stuff. You know, coming after Carter Page, all of the smear tactics, the besmirching, if you will. Uh, and, of course, they were mentioned many times in Mueller's final report as, quote, the firm that produced the Steel report. But when pressed on this by Representative Steve uh, Chabot of uh, Ohio, Mueller said he didn't know Fusion GPS. He said, I- I'm not familiar with, uh, with that. I, uh, and uh, the congressman said, this is not a trick question we're talking about Fusion GPS. Everybody's been talking about Fusion GPS for the last two. It's like, not only does Bob Mueller <laughs> not read his own reports, he doesn't even watch the news. He doesn't even watch CNN. Even CNN was talking about Fusion GPS. Oh, they talked about that quite a bit. You know, you would think that uh, you know, he'd be familiar with that. Oh, well, I'm not familiar with that. It's outside my purview. I cannot comment on that. It's not in my purview. And uh, everything seemed to be outside of his purview. When we come back, we're going to talk about the rest of what factually came out about what he did not know and the people that he tried to entrap, like Roger Stone. We'll be right back.
6: Before I started working at InfoWars, I was not only a fan of Alex Jones and InfoWars.com, but also the products at InfoWarsStore.com. And there's one product that's offered at InfoWarsStore.com that is the elite of the supplements and that's DNA Force Plus. Now I remember when Alex first started talking about this with some of his special guests, telomeres and telomere support with your DNA. And so I started to look into the science and what telomeres were and how it can improve your health and longevity when you protect your telomeres. So I started looking into DNA Force Plus, but it's expensive, why? Because it is an elite supplement. And then I started seeing other competitors coming up with competitive supplements for telomere support, and they came and they went, but DNA Force Plus is still there. It is the elite supplement. I get excited when DNA Force Plus is on sale because I know it's expensive, so you should take advantage of 50% off DNA Force Plus at InfoWarsStore.com.
5: Alex, yes. I got a plug for the Patriot points I get. Oh, thanks. I've gotten $180 so far this year, and I feel like I'm stealing from you. <laughs> I buy so much in the store because, I mean, I don't want to give that money to Walmart. I don't want to give that money to people who are going to donate it to causes I don't believe in, so I'd rather give that money to you. And I'm getting quality products. The products that I do receive have changed my life. I mean, the X2 has really done a lot for me. I've lost weight. My brain works a whole lot better. I, my kids, they use the toothpaste. My son used to get these little uh, sore throats, and he puts X2 in water and drinks it, and it gets rid of his sore throat uh, well, loves- well sir let me break this card. down for you
3: i want high quality stuff in there i want a good price but i've kind of habituated everybody to where everybody buys when it's 50 percent off i'm making two dollars on the toothpaste 50 percent off and so it's the same thing like the fish oil or the turmeric or the bone broth thank you so much for the plugs but listen when people get the patriot points a lot of times it makes things a loss later because if you're already getting 10 percent off because you're on auto ship and then we're doing 50 percent off and then you do something like that uh where you have patriot points we lose money but that's okay so thanks for the support
2: Welcome back. We're going to get back to Bob Mueller for the questions that he would not answer. Or he could not answer. Uh, but before we do, real quickly, I want to tell you about some of the specials that we have at, Info- at InfoWars.com. Uh, and uh, we have at InfoWarsStore.com all storable foods up to 50% off. Uh, DNA Force Plus is 50% off. That is a big, big dollar savings. That's a very expensive supplement for us to produce. And uh, 50% off is a big dollar savings. Also a big dollar savings on Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system. 40% off. That is our Gravity Feed water filtration system. And, of course, you'll be able to use that even if you lose power. So it's great to have uh, the ability to clean your water even if you have uh, some kind of a storm. And Of course, it's summer now, but uh, hurricane season is going to be coming around again. If you have any kind of a power outage or something like that, you can still have Clean, fresh water, an unlimited supply of that, if you can uh, at least get to some water that's even dirty. But the best thing about this that we use in our house all the time is to make sure that we are getting any kind of contaminant that might find its way into our water out. Because it doesn't matter whether you live in an urban area or a rural area, you can always have things that get in there by accident. Uh, You can have industrial spills into the groundwater supply if you're on a well. You can also have... Uh, pesticides that get down into the groundwater, things like glyphosate. And, of course, uh, we've had now several trials as well as uh, everybody outside of the U.S. regulatory agencies talking about the dangers of exposure to glyphosate, but still people are using it in the United States. It's still approved by those people The FDA, they don't seem to have a problem with that. They have a problem with using your own stem cells to uh, cure your body, but not a problem with glyphosate because, you know, it's all about the money. So you're going to still find that being used. Even people, if you don't have uh, farms around the area, you might have your neighbors uh, spraying that for weed control. So you want to make sure that anything like that, especially if you live on a city water supply, they'll deliberately put things like fluoride and chlorine in your water that you don't want to drink. And uh, then occasionally they'll have some mistakes like they did in Flint, Michigan. You might find that there's lead there, and you're not going to know that until you see the symptoms, and it's too late. So always be proactive. You can get the Alexapira Pro water filtration system, our Gravity Feed water filtration system, 40% off. Also, InfoWars Life Protein Bars, 40% off. A lot of specials right now at InfoWarsStore.com. All right, let's go back to the report here. Again, uh, the uh, Fusion GPS created a great deal of confusion for Bob Mueller, uh, pretending that he doesn't know anything about it. And maybe he doesn't. I mean that's the question. The question in my mind today, is he really this uninformed after all of this? Or is he just corrupt and lying and stonewalling people on things? Uh, so here's how it went down. Uh, you know, in his report as the firm that produced the steel uh, dossiers, I pointed out, you had a representative from Ohio, Steve Shabbat, I think is the way he pronounced his name. not sure. Uh, Asking him, he says, well, I'm not familiar with that. He says, isn't that a trick question? It was Fusion GPS. Well, I'm not familiar with that. It's outside my purview. I can't comment on that and so forth. Then Jim Jordan took it up again. Jim Jordan said to him, he said, Papadopoulos tells diplomats that uh, Russians have dirt on Clinton. And then the diplomats tell the FBI, what I'm wondering is who told Papadopoulos? Bob Mueller. I can't get into that. Yes, you can, said Jim Jordan, because you wrote about it. You tell us who told him. You tell us that it was Joseph Mifsud. But then he you know, doesn't do anything about it. As one person, uh, Sheldon Kaufman, pointed out, he said, uh, Mueller looks like a student who paid someone to write his term paper, and now he's being questioned by an honor board. <laughs> <laughs> then Matt Getz really got into it with him about the Steele dossier. Uh, Matt Getz said, Director Mueller, can you state with confidence the Steele dossier was not part of the Russian disinformation campaign? And Mueller says, no, uh, uh, that part of the building of the case uh, predated me by at least 10 months. Matt Goetz says, yeah, and Paul Manafort's alleged crimes regarding tax evasion predated you, but you had no trouble charging him. As a matter of fact, the Steele dossier predated Attorney General Barr, and he didn't have any problem answering the question when Senator Cornyn asked the Attorney General the exact same question, I just asked you, director. And he went on to say, you identify no factual basis regarding the dossier or the possibility that the dossier was part of the Russia disinformation campaign. Christopher Steele's reporting is referenced in your report. Steele reported to the FBI that senior Russian foreign ministry officials told him that there was extensive evidence of conspiracy between the Trump campaign team and the Kremlin. Here's my question. Did the Russians really tell? That to Christopher Steele, or did he just make it all up, and was he lying to the FBI? And again, Mueller would not answer. As I said earlier, with regard to the Steele dossier, that is beyond my purview. And then Mad Getz said, no, it is. It is exactly your purview, Director Mueller. Here's why. Only one of two things are possible. Either Steele made this whole thing up, and there were never any Russians telling him any of this vast criminal conspiracy that you didn't find. Or the Russians lied to steal. Which is it? Oh, you're not going to get any answers from him. But as Donald Trump Jr. pointed out, he says, does anybody really believe? Does anybody really believe that Mueller doesn't know about Fusion GPS? I mean, it would just be astounding, wouldn't it, if he was that totally disconnected, that totally uninformed? No, of course, he's lying and stonewalling about this. Now, maybe that's why <laughs> he's appearing to be so befuddled hoping that we'll believe that he's an innocent dupe and not a corrupt liar, except that his career trends towards the corrupt liar side of things. Way before, I mean, you know, this is, these are decades that he's been doing this type of stuff to people. Framing innocent people, going after the wrong man for decades, destroying lives, letting corruption happen right underneath his nose having to pay millions of dollars to one defendant uh, who was framed innocently, millions of doll- dollars to other individuals, four of them, in the case of uh, Whitey Bulger. And as Donald Trump Jr. pointed out, he says, I mean, think about it. You spend $50 million. There's the figure. I, didn't know. I, I thought it was tens of millions of dollars. $50 million in two years on an investigation. You don't even know what started the whole thing? I mean, does anybody really believe that, he said? Do these people have any credibility left? Not after yesterday. (laughs) That is a rhetorical question, of course. Rhetorical question. And then we get to the situation with Roger Stone. As Daily Caller points out, Mueller refused to address whether or not the Roger Stone raid was leaked to CNN. Did people in his department leak this to CNN so they could do a perp walk of Roger Stone? Uh, That's what everybody believes. But, of course... We would be the conspiracy theorists, uh, not the people who invented all of this stuff from the very beginning and have collected $50 million uh, to uh, run this conspiracy besmirching campaign. Uh, And so uh, he was being questioned by Utah Representative Chris Stewart. Stewart said, I've got 25 examples of leaks that occurred from the Mueller office and from associates. He says, I'm holding here a binder of 25 examples of leaks that occurred from the special counsel's office and those associated with your work, dating back a few weeks after your inception and beginning of your work and continuing up to just a few months ago, because that would be when the investigation ended, right? Uh, Mr. Mueller, are you aware of anyone from your team having having, uh, given advanced knowledge of the raid on Roger Stone's home to any person in the press? including CNN, (laughs) let's say, especially CNN, since they were the only press organization to be there to film it. Uh, And, of course, uh, he declined to answer that. I'm not going to talk about specifics. I'm not going to speak to that over and over again. Uh, Of course, he wouldn't because then that would bring up other issues besides just lying and changing his story and uh, lying under oath. Uh, He said, uh, the Republican then wanted to say, uh, Chris Stewart said, uh, the leaks were designed to weaken or to embarrass the president, every single one of them. And that's not only just the leaks, but the persecution of Roger Stone. The persecution of Roger Stone is designed to embarrass President Trump. That's all there is. That's the only thing that is there. And um, so, you know, as you look at this, As you look at the fact that going back to April, the FBI refused a records request from the Federalist for emails, of CNN, on the day of the raid. Many people believe that that's exactly what happened. I mean, you know, if it looks like a duck, it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck, it's a duck. But, of course, we would be conspiracy theorists, and they are not. All of this, Russia did it. Russia hacked the election. Oh, yeah, $100,000 worth of ads on Facebook when the entire platform is skewed against president trump oh they hacked the election and as i said before a big part of this problem is the fact that president trump doesn't want to walk away from the seminal lie so i would say the seminal lie is not the dirty dossier from christopher steele the seminal lie is the idea that russians got that information from hillary clinton and that russians rigged the election so forth and if you're going to accept that lie president trump to, for the benefit of the CIA, that's going to come back and continue to bite you. And it's going to keep us from getting these people to answer for their crimes and reform this system. Imagine if somebody
3: told you 20 years ago that in the future universities would be saying, don't use the term America or American, and that American flags would be seen as offensive and that federal courts would be ruling that it's a hate symbol. That's all happening. The left are fascist authoritarians. They're bullies, they're criminals. And now they're trying to make us take down the American flag. They're saying the Betsy Ross flag. Our original flag is evil when she was an abolitionist. But people are fighting back in this symbol war, in this information war at Infowarsstore.com. They're funding our operation, getting great t-shirts, a bunch of great designs, and standing up to the globalists. They're trying to shut down InfoWars. A true 360 win. So get your Betsy Ross flags and don't tread on me American flags, original designs at InfoWarsStore.com and stand up to the globalists, stand up to the tyrants, and let them know these colors don't run. We're flying them proud.
1: It's your move. This is the David Night Show.
2: Welcome back. Again, let's understand that the seminal lie of this whole Russia Gate conspiracy there is not the steel dossier. It's the idea that Russia is behind all of this. Julian Assange, as well as a former UK ambassador, uh, both said, uh, "You know, this was handed over." by a whistleblower inside. They were upset about what Hillary and the uh, insiders and the DNC, all the superdelegates had done. She had that whole thing sewed up before they ever started the primaries. We talked about this through the whole primary process. We would say, look at this, Bernie Sanders won, and yet she got more delegates because she got the superdelegates in state after state after state. Yeah, the Bernie Sanders supporters were very upset about that. Somebody internally turned that information over to embarrass her, to expose her. I was there covering it for InfoWars, the uh, Democratic Convention. I talked to the Bernie Sanders supporters. They were very angry at the way they'd been treated. Uh, Any number of them could have done it. Personally, I still think it was Seth Rich. That seemed to be indicated by Julian Assange. He wouldn't say that. Julian Assange has never lied to us about anything. And he said it was not a state actor that was involved in any of that stuff. Uh, they, this was a misdirection so that people wouldn't look at the content that was there. And it succeeded wonderfully because all the mainstream media and the establishment in Washington kept pushing that. That is the seminal lie. And now we have a federal judge holding that Bob Mueller had no evidence to support Russian government was behind the 2016 social media manipulation, for example. I mean, first it was, you know, they got my emails. And I think, no, they didn't. William Benny, global technical head for decades of the NSA. This guy knows what he's talking about when it comes to technology. He showed that it could not have been hacked. And so he validated what Julian Assange and others had told us, that it was turned over by a whistleblower. William Benny even briefed President Trump. President Trump knows better than this. And he continues, along with many of these Republicans, to say, well, you know, yeah, Russia tampered with our election. Why are they doing that? Because the intelligence community and the deep state want to continue with the uh, tactics uh, that they're doing and their contracts, their military-industrial complex contracts, to continue to build a network to spy on Americans. And they want to use this fear of foreign intervention to continue to spy on us. And a big part of that is what they're doing, DARPA working with a shell corporation that is underneath Microsoft. And so Microsoft and this other corporation are working with DARPA, millions of dollars to set up NewsGuard. They're going to tell you what is truthy and what isn't. They're going to put a seal of approval, not on an individual article, but on an entire organization. So that everything this one organization over here says is true. Everything this other organization says over here is always false. But that is never true. And so you can put a big uh, fake news Symbol on NewsGuard itself. That whole premise is ridiculous on the face of it. Even the New York Times gets things occasionally right, or the Washington Post. And I don't know about CNN. <laughs> but you know, even these organizations that are notorious about having to walk stuff back, like the New York Post, and the, uh, like uh, uh, the New York Times, and the uh, Washington Post, uh, occasionally they get it right. Uh, but they're going to tell you you don't trust any of these people. But the most worrying thing. Is what they're putting in with Election Guard because they have created this fear, uncertainty, and doubt about our elections. And this is why it's wrong for President Trump to throw this bone to the intelligence community because they're using that in the same way that the Trump, uh, the Steele dossier was uh, used to go after President Trump and to get the FISA warrant. These people are using the fear, uncertainty, and doubt about Russian interference with the election to set up a program run by Microsoft called Election Guard that's going to be the operating system of all the voting machines. And they're moving everything over to electronic voting. That means that DARPA and these people who just tried to orchestrate a coup of the last election will be counting the votes. And if we go through this whole pretense of saying Russia manipulated the election, that's what we're going to wind up with. you got to confront that.
1: This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. In a world of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. And now, The David Knight Show.
2: I think one of the most interesting things that came out of the hearing yesterday uh, was, were the lies on CNN, Anderson Cooper, t- uh, told by uh, Ted Lieu from California, Democrat from California. Now, these are the people who are saying, yeah, look at this. Uh, he said there's multiple felonies being committed by President Trump, and we can get him after he gets out of being the president, right? And so uh, Ted Lieu, congressman from California, Goes on CNN on Anderson Cooper 360, and he said, uh, Well, the hearing showed today that the Donald that Donald Trump committed multiple acts of obstruction of justice." Now, just think about this. Uh, on the face of it, right? This investigation ran for years, fifty million dollars, two to three years. This has been going on, and actually, you know, that's just the uh, part of Mueller that went for two years. Prior to that, you had Comey trying to set things up. Comey trying to entrap President Trump and so forth. And yet they came up with absolutely nothing. And President Trump didn't shut it down. Uh, You know, they've got a massive report, so big that Bob Mueller couldn't read it. Didn't have the time to read it. (laughs) Even with all that money, you couldn't pay Bob Mueller to read this. You couldn't pay me to read it either. I'm not interested. I can tell you day one what was going on with this. It's absolute nonsense. It's one of the most feeble conspiracy theories I've ever seen in my life. And uh, yet, they're still going on with this. Uh, There's no obstruction of justice. President Trump didn't shut it down. Quite frankly, if I'd have been in his place, I would have shut it down. (laughs) I would have said, this is nonsense. Put up or shut up, I would have shut it down. Then they would have come after me for obstruction of justice. But President Trump let this thing run out. Uh, Anyway, he said, uh, Trump, Committed multiple acts of obstruction of justice. This is what we learned from the hearings today, said Ted Lieu on Anderson Cooper. Those are felonies, said Lieu. What the American people in Congress choose to do with that information, we'll see in the next few days and weeks. Then he went on. He said, if the American people are watching this, the only conclusion that they can conclude (laughs) is collusion, right? Uh, Is that the Russians systematically and sweepingly interfered in our 2016 elections oh really uh the trump campaign embraced that interference and then the president committed multiple acts of obstruction of justice to stop the investigation into that interference well again as i just pointed out to you a judge just said uh shut down that conspiracy theory said there wasn't any uh influence of the election by these russians uh, but anyway, he goes on with that. He says, Bob Mueller himself brings up the fact that he did not exonerate the president. And then he says that the OLC opinion prevents me from indicting a sitting president. Well, let's talk about two things there. First of all, yes, it's not just an OLC opinion. It's the Constitution, the way the Constitution works, so that we don't, so that we can actually have an executive that functions, right? Because what would happen if we had a president, an executive, who was able to be stymied by every little court and lawsuit and judge across the country. Uh, that's why they did that. That's why they had the impeachment proceedings. Except that that is exactly what's being done to President Trump now because we he has accepted the idea that uh, became popular in the 20th century that any judge anywhere could overrule the president or the Congress, and everybody bows down to that even though they don't have to. The Congress and the president are co-equal branches of uh, of the uh, judiciary. As a matter of fact, the uh, judiciary doesn't have any way to enforce these issues unless these other branches bow down to them. That's what the founders said. They said they're not as dangerous as the other two because they don't have any power to enforce it. They've got an opinion, as Andrew Jackson said. Let's see them enforce it. To the Supreme Court he said that. And yet, now we have the tradition that presidents, especially Republican presidents, because Obama didn't do this too much. Will bow down to any single federal judge, and the ones at the appeals level, we got about a thousand of those. You know, overall, if you count these administrative judges and uh, these so-called uh, bureaucratic courts, you've got about thirty-five hundred of them. Any single one of them can veto the president. He has to bow down to that, according to them. Well, no, that's not not the case. And they never intended for that to be the case. The reason we have impeachment is because we didn't want the judiciary to be weaponized to stymie the president, which is exactly what's happening in other ways. But what happens is you would have uh, uh, the Congress would have to take the time to do an indictment. That's essentially what impeachment is. Instead of having a grand jury, you know, one prosecutor and one jurisdiction continually coming after President Trump, as we see in New York and in California all the time, about all these other issues. Uh, they would have to come after him and impeach him. Uh, They would have to come after him personally. And there isn't any provision uh, for the courts to essentially block the president from protecting the border or anything like that. Uh, They don't have the power to do that. Uh, There isn't any provision for Congress to do that either. It's clear under the Constitution that the executive has the power to protect the country, to protect the borders. I mean, that was the key thing that the federal government was about, defense, not about the welfare state. It was about defending this country. It wasn't about getting into foreign wars. And so this is not simply an OLC opinion that prevents them from indicting a president. If there's something wrong, the Congress has the responsibility to indict the president. It's called an impeachment. The Congress acts as a grand jury. Then there is a trial in the Senate. And then the president is removed if he's found guilty in all those uh, in that process. But that's the process. Then he goes on to say, Bob Mueller himself brings up the fact that he did not exonerate the president. Well, as several congressmen pointed out, that's not the standard of law. In America, you're supposed to have the presumption of innocence. And the government is supposed to come up with reasons for why this person ought to be indicted or impeached or whatever. And then find them guilty. You don't pronounce people innocent. You know the standard is not guilty of what you just charged them with, and you got to have something to charge them with. You, you don't have, as one uh, congressman said, "Where is the uh, office of exoneration in the Department of Justice? There isn't one." That has never been the standard. This is a new standard that's been invented by the Democrats. And then, uh, so, but you have uh, you have Ted Lieu saying Mueller himself said that he would have indicted him that he committed multiple acts of obstruction of justice. Those are felonies, and so we're going to get him one way or the other, and we should now impeach him. Uh, Katie Pavlik said in a series of tweets, she said, well, first of all, on March the 5th of this year, Bob Mueller and multiple staff had a meeting with the Department of Justice with Attorney General Bill Barr and Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. Barr and his staff asked Mueller and his staff three times if they weren't indicting President Trump on instruct, uh, obstruction. And they said, uh, the staff said three times the answer was no. And a lack of evidence was reasoned for the lack of charges, not because there were rules saying that they don't indict. They said, no, there is no evidence. And that, by the way, is why Barr and Rosenstein came up with their summary. They asked them three times, is there evidence uh, of obstruction? And they said, no, three times. Okay, so now we're going to draw that conclusion for you and summarize it. That's when the Democrats got upset about it. And so you've got Ted Lieu lying about this yesterday, lying about it. He knows what the facts are. Special counsel then said they did not want to leave the impression that OLC was the reason for no indictment, quote, trying to state evidence dispassionately to not leave the impression that we would indict but for the OLC opinion. In other words, we're trying to just lay this out here, in an objective way, and we don't want to leave the impression that we would do an indictment except for the OLC opinion, which is exactly what Ted Lieu said. He said, well, they would have indicted him except that they couldn't because of the OLC opinion. And now Bob Mueller has walked back that. Bob Mueller comes out after Ted Lieu says that. He says, I want to add one correction to my testimony this morning. I want to go back to one thing that was said this morning by Mr. Ted Lieu, who said, and I quote, you didn't charge the president because of the Office of Legal Counsel opinion. That is not the correct way to say it. As we say in the report, and as I said in the opening, we did not reach a determination as to whether or not the president committed a crime. End of story. End of impeachment. i tell you what, it's not the end of the slander coming from the Democrats. They will continue to lie. And even if they do it under oath, like you saw Bob Mueller do yesterday, there isn't going to be any penalty for them, just like there wasn't for James Clapper. We lie to every American.
3: The globalists hate free speech, and they hate empowering the people. The entire dying dinosaur corporate media of CNN, MSNBC bombard the public with anti-American, anti-family, anti-God, anti-gun messages. People are sick of it. Well, SubscribeStar.com's exploding. We have our own account at Subscribestar.com forward slash Alex Jones. And six days a week, Monday through Friday, and then on Sundays, under the Sunday show, I'm going to take questions off Subscribestar, where you private message me, and I'm going to answer those questions on air starting today. So Infowars.com is a great place to visit. Subscribestar.com forward slash Alex Jones is the place to ask direct questions, and I will answer them on air. So be sure and join me during the weekday show to hear your questions answered.
6: Before I started working at InfoWars, I was not only a fan of Alex Jones and InfoWars.com, but also the products at InfoWarsStore.com, and there's one product that's offered at InfoWarsStore.com that is the elite of the supplements, and that's DNA Force Plus. Now I remember when Alex first started talking about this with some of his special guests, telomeres and telomere support with your DNA. And So I started to look into the science and what telomeres were and how it can improve your health and longevity when you protect your telomere. So I started looking into DNA Force Plus, but it's expensive. Why? Because it is an elite supplement. And then I started seeing other competitors coming up with competitive supplements for telomere support, and they came and they went. But DNA Force Plus is still there. It is the elite supplement. I get excited when DNA Force Plus is on sale because I know it's expensive. So you should take advantage of 50% off DNA Force Plus at InfoWarsStore.com.
1: You're listening to The David Knight Show.
2: take a look at the reactions to various people, Hollywood politicians and others. We have all these Hollywood stars had already made up their mind and they took to Twitter demanding impeachment. No more effing around, they say, right? One after the other. Rob Reiner, uh, known to many of us as the meathead, we didn't realize that that's exactly what he is in real life. That role that he played in uh, the Archie Bunker comedy. uh, That's really what this guy is in real life. I mean, he's kind of like a left-wing John Wayne. John Wayne really was that guy in real life. Well, you know, Rob Reiner really is the meathead, unfortunately, in real life. (laughs) It's imperative, he said, Congress must start an impeachment inquiry. The president colluded with a foreign enemy power to undermine our democracy. Again, as I pointed out, a federal judge just looked at the evidence, said there is no evidence that the Russian government had anything to do with any social media trolling. First of all, there's no evidence that the social media trolling, as small as it was, could have changed the election. You're talking about $100,000 worth of ads, an election in which billions of dollars are spent by each campaign and much more by others, and where the entire social media platform is rigged against the president? Are you kidding me? But then the whole idea that there is a connection to the Russian government, uh, the uh, U.S. District Judge Dabney Friedrich uh, the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia uh, just struck that down. He uh, began unsealing legal briefs and transcripts that exposed the fact that Mueller's 448-page reports, that's why Mueller didn't read it, it's too long, <laughs> and there's nothing there, uh, prompted uh, to seek contempt proceedings. The argument was that Mueller prejudiced a potential jury by stating that the Kremlin ran the social media campaign, which he argued without evidence that the Russian government funded Concord. Uh, See, this organization, they indicted a lot of these people from Russia to embarrass the president as he was headed to a summit with uh, Vladimir Putin. What they didn't expect was that some of the people that they smeared in a foreign country would come to the United States to defend their innocence. Ooh, that kind of blew up in their face because then when they went to court, the district uh, judge said, you've got absolutely no evidence. He said, there's no connection contained in the special counsel's indictment. There is no evidence to support their public statements end of story. The only evidence we have is the echo chamber of Hollywood stars like Meathead, Rob Reiner, or John Cusack, or Deborah Messing, or Rosie O'Donnell. Impeach him, damn it. Somebody say it. Well, she just did. (laughs) Or Alec Baldwin. Oh, Trump is cooking slowly now, he says. By next fall, He'll be fully cooked. Oh, yeah, really? Okay, well, we'll see about that. Bob Mueller delivered the goods. Will the Democrats feast on them, says the Daily Beast. Oh, you think so? You think so? Uh, you know, others do not. Even other Democrats do not. Michael Moore, again, as I pointed out earlier, um, I said it before, a frail old man, unable to remember things, stumbling, refusing to answer basic questions. I said it in 2017, and Mueller confirmed it today. All you pundits and moderates and lame Democrats who told the public to put their faith in the esteemed Bob Mueller, just shut up now. (laughs) And then Nancy Pelosi obviously didn't think that it went well for their side. Uh, She has rebuffed Jerry Nadler on impeachment. She says, well, we still have outstanding matters that have to be resolved before we make a decision about this. Uh, GOP Representative Byrne said it was a very bad day for Nancy Pelosi because she's now caught in a vice. She's got the radicals in her party squeezing her on one side. And on the other side are the facts and the failure of Bob Mueller. I uh, said, we learned absolutely nothing today. He's, uh, this is Bradley Byrne. He's running for uh, U.S. Senate in Alabama, we learned absolutely nothing today. You know, we really do need to impeach, they say. Well, they got nothing. It was terrible TV, what they got today. And there was nothing new. Uh, you've even got CNN. This is a headline from CNN. Mueller's report looks bad for Obama. <laughs> Talking about the fact that if there is uh, Russian manipulation of the election, it all happened under Obama's watch. Oh, by the way. okay. Uh, you've got uh, National Review. Today, impeachment died another death. Fox News anchor contacted 70 House Democrats to appear on her show. Not a single one responded. Now, that tells you everything you need to know, doesn't it? I mean, they might talk, uh, Jerry Nadler and Adam Schiff, all these people, they may talk, oh, yeah, we got all the goods, and we need to move forward with impeachment and everything. Nancy Pelosi's like, uh, let's uh, wait and see. I don't think we've really got the anything to do with that yet. But the fact that 70 of them, 70 House Democrats, were contacted uh, by Shannon Bream. Uh, she went on Twitter. Uh, she said, uh, will you come on my show and talk about it? Nobody would respond to her. Not going to do that. Not going to do that. Seventy of them. Uh, President Trump, and let's get the uh, clip of what President Trump's reaction was. Actually, he took to Twitter and he thanked the Democrats for the Mueller hearings, uh, the Mueller competency hearing. <laughs> yes, the Democrats, as well as Bob Mueller, are totally incompetent. And they should all be committed. As I've said uh, for a long time, I think the appropriate uh, way to cover these debates is not necessarily as a circus. I think it is an insane asylum. And I think the uh, people who should be locked up are actually running the insane asylum. That would be the Democrats. It's more like Arkham Asylum. The House has become a uh, warehouse for the criminally insane. And we could see that yesterday uh, in that competency hearing. Yes, they are totally incompetent. Uh, President Trump... Had this to say:
3: The Democrats had nothing, and now they have less than nothing.
2: Yeah, they had nothing, and now they got less than nothing. You got nothing. You should, uh, you should do Bob De Niro. <laughs> you talking about me? You talking about me? Uh, Piers Morgan, shambolic Mueller train wreck testimony has left his reputation trashed. The dumbstruck Democrats. <laughs> now they're just dumb. Uh, dead as dodos, and President Trump is laughing all the way to a second term. As I point out, you know this is uh, like Br'er Rabbit. He's caught by the fox. Says, oh, don't throw me in that briar patch. Well, they did. They went down that path, and they got absolutely nothing from it. As many people are pointing out, did Mueller testify on a report he never read? You know, that, that's the question. I really do think, though, when he starts lying about things like Fusion GPS— Uh, I don't think that it's mental incompetence, uh, some kind of an age-related issue going on with him. Uh, I don't think it's just laziness that he didn't bother to read the 448-page report that cost years' worth of our time and $50 million. I don't think it's that. I think he's a lying, dishonest individual. And I think he's been doing dishonest things under the purview of the government for quite a long time. We had a long track record of this that we produced as he was chosen for that position. So, this guy is Mr. Swamp himself. You know, they, they get these guys who, uh, who look good on TV. They're tall, like Comey the Giraffe. And, uh, you know, the, the, these guys are just icons that they put out there, but they're hopelessly corrupt. Comey, I mean, Homie. <laughs> Comey, who is the homie of HSBC. The organization that has been caught twice, even under the Obama administration, yes, they only gave him a slap on the wrist for doing money laundering for El Chapo. El Chapo, right? The Sinaloa Cartel. HSBC, while Comey was on the board of directors, they gave the Sinaloa Cartel, El Chapo, their own special window to put the cash that they were money laundering through. They got caught twice. Still, nobody went to jail. They got a minor slap on the wrist, just like Facebook. We'll be right back. Stay with me.
3: I talk about this on the air, and I, and I know it sinks into people, but I've decided that we're going to kind of reboot all our supplements, And that if you go back five, six years ago, before all the censorship and attacks and fake lawsuits, the rest of it, I would talk about how great the products are, and how they were the best, and why they were, and I'd have doctors on and experts to explain why they were so good. And instead, the last few years, I'm like, hey, we need to really support us, or they'll shut us down the biggest thing people like to buy is supplements, because they know how great they are and how wonderful they were. And the left always has headlines everywhere. Jones sells unapproved supplements that he claims supplements. No, under federal law since 1996, you can't say that a supplement has been through the FDA because they have no jurisdiction and won't look at it. But then they say you've got to say it's not approved by them. And all drugs are is the system trying to tweak what's in Mother Nature and manipulate it and do different things. And a lot of drugs work great. They have side effects, not with Mother Nature, but Big Pharma doesn't want you knowing about God's medicine chest. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139
1: This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The David Knight Show. In a world of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. It's The David Knight Show.
2: Welcome back. Joining us now is Gerald Salenti. Of course, you can find Gerald's Trends Journal at his website, trendsresearch.com. Trendsresearch.com to uh, get uh, some samples of Trends Journal. And, of course, Gerald Salenti. Uh, everyone here at InfoWars knows him—a guest of ours, a friend of InfoWars for many, many years, and always on uh, point with the trends that are coming. So I want to talk to uh, Gerald today. Uh, we'll talk about war and peace, but we'll also talk about the economy. I want to begin with the economy. Thank you for joining us, Gerald. Oh, thanks for having me on, David. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the economy because you know all this stuff about Mueller has kind of pushed all this uh, uh, deficit uh, situation off of the uh, table out of the press cycle. But, of course, uh, prior to this happening, everybody was talking about what's, what's going on in Washington. It used to be that we would at least have the Republicans at least talking about uh, some kind of fiscal responsibility, some kind of a, a budget, but now they've just decided that they don't care about that anymore and they're not even going to have any deficit ceiling for the next two years. And they added another $320 billion worth of spending just like that.
7: What do you think? Another three hundred twenty billion dollars is stealing our money and giving it to their friends. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So let's make this clear. That's all this game is. And by the way, you know, just sort of quickly, you know, I I was the uh, campaign coordinator out of graduate school for the mayoral campaign in Yonkers, New York. It's a city of three hundred thousand people. The guy went on to become the longest uh, running mayor ever. And I worked on political campaigns and I was the assistant to the secretary of the New York State Senate as a young man. So I know what it looks like from the inside and all mm-hmm. these government jobs are the big on the on these kind of levels. All it is 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 slimers that people call politicians giving their friends jobs and creating more of them so they could get more favors and more votes. So yep. they're just stealing our money to give it to their friends it doesn't come back to us, whether it goes into the military industrial complex, whether they're doing favors for big pharma. And again, you know, Trump said he was going to drain the swamp. He brought more swamp creatures in. He just mm-hmm. brought in a biggest lobbyist over there. What's that guy he just brought in uh, recently from uh, the military industrial complex? He brought in uh, uh, Scalia's son. I mean, there's nobody oh, yeah. else out there. You yeah. know, so it's, it's one big club and they're just robbing our dough. And mm-hmm. the, the point is that they they could get away with it because today, for example, the euro has hit a two year low. So wow. all the global economies are going down. They could build up our debt level. The dollar remains strong because the other ones are so weak. It's are talking about the that. euro. What,
2: what do you think about Deutsche Bank? Uh, again, we mentioned that last time. You said you didn't think it was another Lehman Brothers. Uh, have you uh, changed your opinion on that?
7: Well, it's not another Lehman Brothers, but it's a canary in the coal mine. Mm-hmm. In other words, mm-hmm. they're going to save it as much as they can. It mm-hmm. won't bring down the system, but it's showing you what the system looks like. David, I had forecast in the beginning of this month. As a matter of fact, a trend alert just went out a, a, a couple hours ago. Prepare for the greatest depression.
2: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is the biggest bubble that's about to burst. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was amazing to see uh, Elizabeth Warren was saying that. And I said, oh, yeah. no, you know, as, at the same time, we got uh, Schumer, Pelosi and Trump saying, no problem. You know, "as happy days are here again. And we're going to forget about any budget ceiling for the next couple of years. And Elizabeth Warren is saying something bad is coming. And, of course, everybody in the financial business is saying, you know, we can't keep going up and up and up always. As you've been saying, you know, it's going to be a bubble. It's going to burst at some point in time. And yet Elizabeth Warren is going to come out and say, see, I told you so. But she's one of these people who wants to add tens of trillions of dollars of spending. Ah, she doesn't another, have any solutions.
7: She's another loser. Yeah. You know, as I said, it reminds me of my tenth grade English teacher. You know <laughs> this attitude of hers, talking oh, yeah. down all the time. And, yeah, and she's a thing,
2: very smarmy teacher. Like uh, that's exactly the vibe that comes off to me as well.
7: Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, you know, but but again, Elizabeth Warren says prepare. For, you know, a catastrophe when. People like myself have been saying it and giving us the data. Oh, that doesn't mean anything. And now, six years later, we hear it from our Oh, oh, now it's time to listen. Look, <laughs> you were talking about the Mueller reports. <clears throat> this is kindergarten crap. That's yep. all the news is, is kindergarten crap. I don't waste one second watching or listening to this BS because exactly. I have more important it's a soap information. Opera that I need to learn about. Mm -hmm. And that's all the mainstream news has become. It's junk. So they could get away with, going back to your question, that they could get away with increasing our budget deficit because all they're doing is the same thing they did to the financial system. They keep pumping in more monetary methadone to keep the bull addicts running. That's all they are. They're addicts. They're no different than drug addicts. They're gamblers. You can't stop a gambler uh, that's addicted to stop gambling. And that's who we have running the country. The morons and imbeciles call them central banks.
2: That's right. And because we have the ability, because we're the reserve currency, we don't have any responsibility. I mean, we just saw what happened in Puerto Rico. And I think now we understand that RICO represents racketeer-influenced and corrupt organizations because of what happened there. The people had to throw this guy out, but they don't have the ability like we do with the Federal Reserve to just print money. You know, We keep abusing that power. It's going to be taken away by other uh, nations, and they're working very hard to take that ability away from us. But everybody else, whether it's Puerto Rico and the corruption that's there, or whether it is uh, Venezuela or Zimbabwe, they all face the piper. And if we lose our reserve currency status because we abuse this, uh, we're going to be facing that piper as well.
7: We are going to lose it. It's only a matter of time. Mm -hmm. And I believe the kind of things that are going to make us lose it is America's penchant for war in the Middle East. Because you're seeing already the European Union and Russia and China doing new deals and trying to buy Iranian oil. I mention this because once we lose the petrodollar, then it's going to kill the dollar is my forecast. And Mm -hmm. I say that about the petrodollar because when you buy oil, it's based in dollars, petrodollars. So when they get rid of that, if the United States forces that, that's going to be a real problem. And
2: that's already happening, as you've been pointing out many times when you come on this show. I mean, we've got Russia and China working to get around the American dollar when they clear their exchanges of goods, including oil. And yet you hear the mainstream media, oh, well, look, you know, $100,000 worth of ads bought by Russian company. Oh, well, that's yeah. the Russian government. <laughs> overthrowing our election and they don't take a look at the fact that the Russians and the Chinese are trying to overthrow this reserve currency status that we got, which will overthrow the entire economy of this country because it's based on our ability to not have any accountability on our budgets.
7: Yeah. For a hundred thousand dollars, right? What did Clinton spend on the campaign? About 2 billion. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a joke. That's what I'm saying. It's a joke. And people are caught up in this stupidity. So they're not seeing the future. Yeah, the future is happening in front of their eyes. And all we're getting is is news from three years ago to to, today. That's all they're giving us. This is junk news. Doesn't mean a damn thing. And they're missing the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is the greatest depression is on the horizon and people better start preparing to prevail and prosper, because this is going to be like nothing anyone's seen. Not only the United States, look at the debt level in China, over $40 trillion.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and some very bad uh, economic trends that have come out of there in the last week or so. Uh, as we look at even, you know, these same countries that are working to uh, use their own currencies to clear uh, exchange uh, of uh, petroleum, instead of using the petrodollar, they want to use the ruble, they want to use the Chinese yuan and so forth. Uh, they are also getting massive amounts of gold because they also see this coming.
7: Exactly. The central banks have bought more gold last year, 2018, than they have in 50 years.
2: Yeah, yep, absolutely. Well, we got to take a break. We're going to be right back with Gerald Salenti, and we'll talk about what's going on in the Middle East. We've had some developments, of course, in the last few days. Nobody's talking about that. It's all about Mueller. But we'll talk about what's going on with Iran when we come back with Gerald Salenti. Stay with us.
3: Let's talk to Marcus in New York. Marcus, you're on the air. Thanks for holding.
5: Hey, uh, Yeah, I just want to say uh, your show is a breath of fresh air. I talk to a lot of people here out in New York City and one thing I can tell you is that almost nobody agrees with these wars. I think that the neocons are trying desperately to get Trump to go to a war because they know that that's the only way that they could defeat him in the eyes of the public The approaching 2020.
3: That's it. I mean, if Trump buys into this, it'll be the end of his presidency. It's the only way I think he can be defeated other than assassinating him. It's a time to be praying, my friend.
5: I agree entirely in last thing i just want to say alex is i know they're trying to shut you down but the reinforcements have arrived man i would love to see you on air until you're 80 years old i would love to see what you're talking about when you're 80 but if they do shut you down know you've gone into this war you've won a lot of battles and there are a lot of people like myself and many others who are going to continue we're going to keep fighting in the info war and even if something does happen to you or your show know for a fact that you've gotten a lot of people fired up for liberty
3: thank you sir for calling